Welcome everyone to One Shared Brain Cell. It is me once again hosting and in your ear holes. I am joined this week by Leah of Glorified Pet Rocks. Hello there. And Rich. Hiya. Off of Ew. Rich Newell. <laughs> and also joined by me. I think we'll do that one again. Aww. Oh, I, thought, I like that. I like that. I think you should keep that. Hiya. Hiya. I like that. Do you, I, want, I yeah. love... Do you want to keep that in? No. No. Because Leo went, ooh. Yeah, because it was gross. Yeah, because we're all horrible to each other. What do you want to say? Oh, my God, your voice is so... Silky. No, but she's. Oh, you know how Delicious. you know how fragile I am. Yes. When somebody I respect. Oh, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's the respect thing that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. Are we recording it again? I don't. What's that? No, no, that's fine. That's okay. good. Right. And joined by me, Fiona, off of the spare room. That's the introductions done. How mm. were Have your... we done question of the week yet? That's at the end, mate. Oh. Okay. Mm. Just slow your road there. Hold your horses. <clears throat> um, how was everyone's Christmas? It was really good. <laughs> Stop it, because it's <laughs> the way you said it. Fuck. It was so All right. sad. I know, I know, I know. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so not the person to be on this show. It's <laughs> not like... Lie to us. Listen, right, my, my Christmas was all right. How about our New Year's? Mine was quiet. New Year's Eve is one of those things that becomes less important the older you get, I think. I think, I think, I think you're right, yeah. I think yeah. New Year's Eve, when you're young, is it's hedonistic, isn't it? It's, it's the like, party of the year, yes. isn't it? Right, so it is just us today. No guests, no... Well, that's it, really. We're only ever joined by a guest. So what I've done is I've written a bunch of questions looking back on our year as a keeper. We've got a guest today. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, how are we feeling as keepers right now? Well, my old boy who just died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I'm actually triggered by <laughs> I was so excited for you. I was so excited that you got an orb weaver and it was mm. dead. Big dead. That was the luscious thing ever. So, other than the orb weaver, <laughs> like, I'm feeling pretty good. Are we? Mm. Yeah? Yeah, I'm feeling like my animals are holding my mental health together right now. Mm. I've had a bit of a, a weird one recently, but I feel good as a keeper. Mm. How about you, apart from your um, weaver? I'm loving how well Coco's doing. Yeah. I'm loving that Coco is feeding by herself now and just growing and just strong and personality coming out of her asshole. She is lovely. Coco, your corn snake. Coco, the corn snake, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's lovely, yeah. How about you, Leah? Feeling pretty good. Excited. Good. Yeah. It's been okay. It's been a good year. For animal-wise, fine. Rest of the life, not worth it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. If we win the lottery, we'll be golden. Oh, I forgot to do that. Bollocks. Listen, 2022 was, was, a, was a year. It was. So what I thought we would do, right, is because we, all three of us, really good at moaning. So I thought what we do first is go lows, 
mid of the year and then we'll end on highs yeah mm. <clears throat> so lows of the year i've thought of three sort of categories 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 mm -hmm. that we could we could think about so i've I sort of uh got it down to this lows of the year are there any keeping errors you made which led to you know something bad happening um and into that then are there any hard lessons that you've had to learn and then any losses that you've had having only been in the hobby two years um this year was unfortunately the year where i experienced loss for the properly for the first time okay um greg my jumping spider that i'd had for a year mm. over a year passed away and that was really sad um valkyrie my um adult or my mature piamenia um seemed to mature really quickly because uh, he was only a juvenile when I got him, hmm. um, about maybe a, oh, a year ago, over a year ago. Um, yeah, about a year, maybe 14, 16 months or so. Hmm. And just seemed to mature really quickly and then didn't survive very long as a mature male. Hmm. Um, so I think last year was the a, a sort of introduction into you are going to love your animals, but they don't live forever and you will experience loss yeah so that was the sad part of the year but i yeah that was um yeah how about you what are the lows of your year lows my lowest where i've had a couple losses this year but um some more significant than others so i find because it was earlier in the year like i don't know about you guys i find it hard to remember years like this year i lost pebbles my jumping spider and hasper my other jumping spider but it feels like so long ago i had to like check dates because i thought maybe it was last year but it was definitely this year because mm. i got her taxidermied in may miss pebbles so her loss was quite significant this year and also mm. popcorn who was my C. elegans, who I had for two years. He matured this year and died recently, within the past few weeks. So those those are very lows, very much lows. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty, they were hard, very hard. Yeah. What, how yeah. about your losses this year? Um. Well, I also lost my jumping spider this year, Euphrazine. I had her from a little tiny sling, raised her up, bred her, and she lived, um, I think when I got her, she was a good couple months old anyway. So she was about, I would say over a year and a half. Well, she was pressing on two years old when I got her, well, when she passed away. And um, it was a bit of a... I mean, obviously, you never want your animals to die anyway, but it was a bit of a shitter because I could see she was spending less time exploring and more time sort of lower to the ground and she wasn't eating and she was much less active and things. And so I knew sort of it was coming and <laughs> and it was... It, but I don't that the decline is hard to watch. It, it is, yeah. It is, and yeah. it's, it's almost like going in every day and being like, is she still alive? Yes, yeah. she is, okay. Mm. And then one day she isn't, and it's just yeah, shit. It's sad, yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know what it is. There's something about jumping spiders that just make me more emotional. I think it's because mm. they do, obviously not emotionally, but they do connect with you in some way because they notice you and mm. they're a bit more intelligent than tarantulas. So <clears throat> that was a bit of a of a fucker mm. for me. Um, yeah. My other loss that hit me super hard was my um, Hogno Sakura. Um, I had her as a gift from my friend Deb as a baby and she was all fine, all fine. And then I noticed she was being a bit lethargic um, one day and um, she looked to be like in shed. So I thought, oh, maybe it's something to do with that. Like she was still going around and stuff. She was just a bit sort of like tired. <clears throat> so I upped the temperatures a bit and, and then I had to go away for work for five days. And when I came back, she was alive but she couldn't move at all um she was essentially paralyzed so um basically everything from if you can imagine like her head like it's hard to imagine a neck on a snake there a long neck but from her head up basically everything was working and from her head down nothing was working um <clears throat> so took her to the vet and they basically said she'd had a stroke and she was passing a brain clot and basically just like in humans when they have stroke it can lead to paralysis and that had happened to her so i had to administer by myself inject medication into her for a week um and she improved a little bit and then she declined really rapidly and then um we decided that the best thing for her was to put her to sleep <clears throat> and um that that really sucked that was that was shit. Mm. Um, yeah. That was really hard for me. Yeah. I'd probably say that was the lowest, but only because with snakes you handle them. You know, hoggies have got these wonderful little personalities, and you obviously you look at every animal and you feel this way. But when they're a baby, you are they are so dependent on you. Like they, their care has to be spot on because they're babies and they're fragile. And you look at this animal and you think, oh my God, you're going to be huge one day. You're going to be this big adult. And then that gets taken away. And the reason I was so gutted about Sakura was there was nothing I could do. It was just something that happened to her and it wasn't anything to do with her care or anything. It was just something that happened to her. Yeah, it was, it was in no way your fault. It wasn't. It was just mm. not every animal lives. And mm. it is so sad because, you know, you will have an animal that you care for, care for perfectly, but nature has other plans. And that's yeah. just uh, un unavoidable and it's sad as fuck. Yeah, one, one of the things I say to people is like when they say, you know, like my my tarantula has died for example what did i do wrong and and sometimes there is actually nothing you did wrong and the reason why they have so many babies is so that they can maximize the chances exactly. of survival yeah yeah um you know and you don't you you get you know and it's, it's the same with any species really you know well most species so it was that was a fucker <clears throat> that was my low of the year but it's been i've been um you know, brought up by my other animals, so it's okay. So, do you guys want to add anything to that shit section of this podcast? No. Uh, I was trying to think of, you asked for um, sort of like hard lessons or anything we learned. Yeah. Did you guys have any answers for that? 
hard lessons? I can't think of any. Hard lessons. Snakes are fucking expensive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God, don't jinx. Don't jinx. <laughs> no, you've only got one. It's fine. Did you have any? I don't think so. I think most of the losses or negative things that happened were natural this year. Yeah. Mm. I want to say yeah. so. Nothing too much in terms of care. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any massive husbandry mistakes I made. Okay. Um, so then let's bring it up now. So we've got like the sad bit over and done with. Um, so now we're going to go to like the mid of the year. Mids of the year. So right, stuff that was interesting throughout the year but wasn't like, oh my God, this is stand out for me. Um, should I go first? Please do. Mine was that I really liked scorpions and I didn't even know. Hmm. Okay. And spe okay. specifically, I've discovered that I really like arid scorpions. Is that from that... Spinner? Is he Yeah. <laughs> well, going back before Christmas, because obviously Christmas, he went on holiday. I was super busy. We haven't talked much, like a bunch. But before that, we were talking quite a bit. And sometimes it takes someone who's really passionate about something for, for you to get the information and receive it properly. And I, I've just, I've, and since we we talked, I've been doing so much research. I really want some arid scorpions now. I've got one, which is the Smyringurus mazensis, and um, yeah, they're just really cool animals. What's yours, Rich? Um, I think it's my, my mid of the year, and this is awful. Um, I think it's just the ex, the uh, the um, the new little ones are added to the family. Mm. It's always um, really nice to add new little ones. And I think my mid of the year is, yeah, just how, how nice they've been, you know, having welcoming new ones, the opportunity to learn something new. Why, why was it mid? Like, why was it not great? Why was it not sad? Why mid? What, who, is that, what, are you thinking out loud now or are you asking a question? I'm asking you a question. Um, because, because yeah, I didn't know what she was doing. It is a podcast. She's, she's unfathomable. Um, <laughs> I think it's because, as experiences of the year go, you appreciate where things are in their place. Like I really enjoyed adding some new little family members, um, and I'm, I'm glad to have them, and I'm glad to learn how to care for them. But then I think about other things that happened in the year, animal related, hmm. and I think, oh my god, that's a high. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Happy now, Brooke? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Twat. You got to what you fucking wanted. Both of you are so mean to each other, and I'm so nice to both of you. Do you want to hear something funny, Leah? It's not no. it's funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your mid? What's your mid of the year? My mid is social media this year. Oh, because I this my year... low. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just I feel like social media for me and other keepers because you've all said it it's just kind of flatlined it's not dramatically decreased mostly but like it's just not gone anywhere this year Aww. I don't know how to explain it it's just nothing's happened 
I think I've a lot of people... I've met some amazing people through social media this year. Last, I think she's year. talking about growth. Yeah, but that doesn't matter, though. Yeah, maybe oh, growth. It does. No, because... It does me. It does. What's the point in Instagram if you're not showing people what you're putting out? Yeah, and you're quite an educator, oh, so you want the growth and you want yeah, you, the exposure. Because you, you put, you're, you're one of the self-proclaimed experts, aren't you? So, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> fuck off. I would uh, never call myself an expert. How dare you? But no, I, I think this year I've made some amazing new friends on in, on um, social media. Yeah, so I think there's two sides to social media. There is the progression as a social media host, and then there is what social media does for you. And it's called social media, not a popularity contest. Okay. Irrelevant. Still. <laughs> I just, like... I don't understand what the point is having an Instagram account where, you know, it's I've got a personal account. That's where I post my private stuff, but I, I don't care who likes it. I don't care about the, the only people I allow to follow me are, are people that I, I actually know and like. I don't care about the numbers there because it's just me talking to my friends, right? But mm. if you've got a public Instagram which has the the goal of sharing things that you've created, you know, photography and things that you're curating and loving your animals and you're putting them out there. What is the point in having an Instagram if you, if you don't want it to grow? I think, um, no, I might be wrong here. You are. Um, <laughs> um, I'd be looking to get your opinions on this, not the years. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that the I'll popularity... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> For once. Um, the, so mean. The, I'm going to keep I, a little chart of, of like tallies of each time we like. <laughs> each time Rich says something under his breath. <laughs> Fuck Leah. <laughs> Not Leah. <laughs> um, do you know what? I've lost, completely lost what I was saying now. So you said you were going to give us a, a controversial opinion on the growth of Instagram. So I said... Oh, yeah, this yeah. might not be controversial. Yeah. It might just be an observation. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see what you two think. Um, I know since I've joined the hobby, I've noticed how popular it's become. Yeah. Now, yeah. is it just that when I joined the hobby, you were literally... Um, you were um, like a beacon. You were like a lighthouse in for new keepers. But... And you still are. But is it that in the last couple of years, there are now more people in the hobby, so interest is diluted? Because if you look at, uh, there's a lot of keepers now that have a, a good following, not as much, not as many as yours, and yours is well-deserved. But is it just there's more people in the hobby, more accounts to follow, therefore it's diluted more? There's nothing wrong with your content. Your content hasn't changed. It could be that the algorithm's changed. Or it could be that there's, you know... I do understand the logic behind it. I mm. do get that. But there is nothing that's going to stop me caring about a follow account. And it's not in an obsessive way in that, like, the bigger the, the, the number, the number itself means everything to me, because it doesn't. It's the fact that those people are seeing my content. Mm. Um, because ultimately, like, that's, that's why anyone is on it. Why would you post a photo to zero followers you wouldn't don't get me wrong i know exactly what you're saying i'm not for a second saying you're doing it as an ego trip what you're saying is so i'm the way i understand it what you're saying is you 
take pride in your content, you want to share it, why would you want to do that if no one is going to see it that hasn't already seen it? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, not, it's... it's not about the follows as an ego trip. It's about the follows as this yeah. is my, my content's worth doing. It's like, you know, it's... Yeah, it's not. It, yeah, it's not from a point of oh, look at me, I've got so many yeah. followers. Because quite frankly, I find it quite embarrassing when I if I go like I went to a show recently, and there was um it was a reptile show, and um I was chatting to one of the um breeders there, and he asked, and he said, "Oh, are you on Instagram?" Yes, I am, and they followed me, and he was like, "Oh my god, you've got so many followers!" And I, I literally wanted to die because i don't care that doesn't mean anything numbers don't mean anything it's the amount of, but it's the amount of people that are seeing it if that makes sense yeah it's it's weird it's unintentionally hypocritical followers are what i judge my base basis of my of my interest in but also the amount of followers i have i'm not interested in and it embarrasses me it's like it's the most important thing and the most and the least important thing it's mm -hmm. a very strange paradox yeah it's odd isn't it yeah it really is because i can tell how embarrassed you were then um just talking about that you went bright red um <laughs> but also you also want more followers because that acknowledges that your content is good and worthwhile yeah and no you know and i say i literally say this word about five million times a day like i i'm huge on community and you know I, I much like you i love connecting with people i met both of you on social media without instagram I wouldn't have met either of you. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I like the opportunity to talk with people okay. about what So maybe that mid-suggestion, bit of disagreement there. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a disagreement. I think there's literally a, um, a passionate, um, a, a different perspective of the same understanding. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think we were disagreeing, but I think we it just, you know, I feel passionate and I care about, um, Fiona, isn't it? I care. <laughs> Absolute fucking joker. Do you know what I realised though is that like, I talked a lot and actually Leah had started, so I feel really bad now. Leah, what were you going to say, love? It's okay. It just didn't go anywhere for me this year, so that's why it's in that section. No, I. I mean, I. I gained a few thousand. <laughs> Let's burn you for a second. I'm going Leah and I are gonna join forces in a burn now. You have gained more followers than Leah and I have jointly. <laughs> May I yes. now speak? Yeah, of course. Although I'm obviously grateful for every single person that follows me, I also feel like I'm stagnating, especially now. Me too. I, I feel exactly yes. the same. In your first year, your account skyrocketed. Like mm ridiculously so and then i feel like your account as well has just sort of like not it's not had the same growth it had last no. year um i hit a thousand followers last year which was lovely yeah and i think i've since hitting a thousand followers i've probably gained no more than 250 to 300 so i feel your pain mm. but i do wonder yeah. if it's if it's literally you were putting exactly the right content out at exactly the right time and as you still do, you still put fantastic content. Mm. Um, I don't want it to just be content though. No. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, it's fine. I saw, a, read a fucking amazing article the other day um, about um, content. Social media content has diminished artistic merit and value. Because no matter what you do now, you can be an amazing photographer, you can be an amazing artist, an amazing musician like me. And um, 
nothing more than a content creator. You're nothing more than a content creator. Yeah. You know, you could whatever your skill is, whatever you're amazingly good at, you are a content creator. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're putting out. Yes. Yeah, some some arsehole, some shallow as fuck, egotistical arsehole that does a TikTok dance that everyone else is doing gets more followers than an amazing wildlife photographer mm. because it's both just social media content. And I think that's that's a well, real shame. I think I think we should move on before this whole podcast is supposed to be a year ago, but it'll end up just being an Instagram I actually rant. really rate that because I'm bored now. Okay. <laughs> you offered great discussion topics there. So the last bit is the best part. So the highs of this year, your wins, successes, animals you've gained or fallen in love with. Let's talk about the good things, the great things that have happened to us this year. Mm-hmm. Leah, you go first. Oh, I have a few. I would first like to start with this year. I went to my first ever show. I've been to Doncaster Reptile Show years ago, but that was a reptile one, so it doesn't count. This time it was a tarantula show and I went to Warwick and it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. I got to meet so many people. Everyone was so nice. Took some pictures, picked up a couple of things. That's where I got my orchid mantis, a sibling Mm. to Fiona's orchid mantis. Yeah. And it was just fabulous. I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, that was very nice. So that was the first thing. Um... I had a few new additions this year. My biggest new addition was Bear, who is, I'm going to butcher this, who is my Afenopalma, my Koken, my Chochen. Yeah. My Kochen, however you want to say it. She's fantastic. She is an absolute sweetheart. She has a weird personality because oh. she's very sweet, but she's also very skittish. Hmm. So she's weird. <laughs> like, I'll open the lid and she's darting around everywhere. But then as soon as the lid's off, she's like dead calm and peaceful and chill. Hmm. She's fantastic. Let me just have a little... Who else did I get this year? Pudge. Pudge was last year? We're doing the year year in review. I got Pudge in 21, didn't I? Did you? See, this is what I mean. I get really mixed up between years. And I'm I sure he was 22. I want to say he was last year. Yeah, I'm going well, on your Instagram. I don't know, but I want to say it was last year. I no. can't believe you guys don't hit keep a full fucking thing. No, no. Okay, no, here's my list. I have it right in front of me. Okay, no, you're right. A year ago today, I got Pudge. Oh. So, do you know what? That was a good shout for you, because I thought I got him in 21. So you were completely right. Mm. So I got him this year and he turned, he is, he turns two this July, which is very nice. So yeah, good shout Fiona. Pudge, obviously very significant and Bear, another favorite. I did get a couple others, but those two stick out for me this year. Yeah. Yeah. And the show. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Oh, and I met. Wait, Fiona, did I meet you this year or was that last year? Oh, I don't know. No, I think we first met around about Christmas the year before. Yeah. Okay. Right, Rich. Hi. 
Would you like to answer the question seen as your part of this podcast? Oh, thank you. Um, my, this is why I was saying that all the little additions and all the lovely little family members I've added to the um, wall of loveliness this year have been amid because my absolute high of last year was Ronnie Doodle. Not the answer I thought you were going to say. Oh? No. Um, Ronnie Doodle is the most amazing... I've had rabbits, a pair of rabbits that live with their mum for about 10, nearly 10 years now. And they were the most, are the most adorable love magnets. You cannot be in a bad mood when you're around them. You just want to cuddle them. But they are such little fuss buns that they'll come over to you. If you're giving them a treat, they'll let you stroke them and they'll give you a little squidgy bum. And then when you stop giving them a treat, they're like, yeah, cheers, Em. And they just hop off and just sit next to each other. So manipulative. Yeah, I love it. it is. They are just <laughs> literally like, I will literally let you love me for a treat. And that's it. Whereas Ronnie Doodle, the, he's, who's like a sort of phantom morph, um, Labradoodle is the most amazing love animal in the world. He is great. He will just love the hell out of you. And I look at him and I just think, I did not know I could love an animal this much. Mm. And I look, I, mean, I, I would literally, I, you know, I love Flo to death and Bumbleberry and Fluffletons and, you know, all my tarantulas. But there is something about when you connect with a doodle. Yeah. That is just, you must get the same with Moon because yeah. they're so like... Mm. It's so reciprocative. reciprocative. You'd have to literally pry tofu from my dead, lifeless hands, but if it was tofu and moon, mm. it'd be moon every day. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. like, there's just something about when they look at you with those eyes and you're just like, and they'll come over to you and put their head on you just for a little sort of like, hello, and you're just mm. like, my heart melts every time I meet him. And it's like, mm. yeah, that, that to me was like, what animal an animal can mean in terms of like emotion yeah yeah so it's like I, I know exactly how happy i was to get all my little ones last year but ronnie doodle coming into my life was just and it's not even mine he's my nephew so he's like <laughs> you know it's like but yeah it's just so right i sort of look forward to seeing him and it's just like amazing so yeah that's really yeah. nice my high of the years and he got four legs oh that's lovely though it's and it's for anyone for anyone listening who doesn't know moon is fiona's cat my baby put that in there <laughs> my little angel oh my god he, i'm literally tearing up thinking about how much i love him fiona i got into snakes this year which is really funny to me because when i first got into tarantulas i was like snakes don't interest me in the slightest like they literally didn't pique my interest I like saw them and I was like, okay, what about it? And like, just really wasn't interested. But obviously, as I get into the community more, I got exposed to them more. So like their humours, their enclosures, which are just so exciting if you do them properly and not put them in racks. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I absolutely fell in love with hognoses, Western hognoses, and uh, and. Um, the albino morph in particular and um i don't know if i've told this story on here before but i nagged my husband for ages and he kept saying no 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 like i really don't like snakes i let you keep all these tarantulas please can we just not with the snakes and i was like yeah so then it got to new year last year 
And I said to him, look, I found a snake that I have just absolutely fallen in love with. Can I show her to you? And if you still don't like her, I will completely drop the subject. But please, can you come and see her? And he said, yeah, okay, fine, that's a, that's a deal. And I think he was fully expecting to be like, oh, I hate that, no. And then just, and that would be it. I'd hold up my end of the bargain, but he saw her. He still doesn't like snakes, but he, he admits she's very cute. And uh, yeah, I got into snakes this year. So now I keep hog noses, bull pythons, corn snakes, Mexican black king snake, sand boa. I think that's it. Two ball pythons, two corn snakes, four hog noses, samboa, Mexican black king snake, ten. Nice. That's um, crazy. And um, as much as I love, no, that's not true. Obviously, I love the animal more, but I absolutely love creating their enclosures. It is so much fun. My keepiversary of snakes. What's it called when you take adoptiversary? Is that what it is? Yeah, for Tofu, who is the background of my phone, love my oh. life, is the 11th of January. So I've had her for 360 oh. days. 360 days of pure joy that girl has brought me. Um, From Hissy... Wait, what was your name? Hissy Pants McGee. Which you will find out in the next episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, she's she is just the joy of my life. But if, we can edit this if I'm going on too long. I don't know if I am. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Karen, um, please. I never thought I'd keep. It's lovely ball... to see you passionate. <laughs> I never thought I'd keep ball pythons because um, I don't know what it was. I think because I sort of fell in love with such a small species first, and everyone has ball pythons. I kind of really didn't pay attention to them. And then I and then my friends, um, I call them the fellowship, but they're Star and Junie. They have a whole bunch of ball pythons, and they're just the cutest things on earth. And I slowly felt like it was chipping away at me, chipping, chipping, chipping. And then someone um, offered me a a, a hatchling vanilla ball python and that's latte. And oh my god ball pythons are just a joy they have literally one brain cell it's just so great they really do <laughs> you may be scared of ball pythons i could not imagine a life without pudge anymore ball pythons. i made you scared of ball pythons why because remember when who's you brought around latte who did you bring around yeah yeah and we were on the floor with her and him 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 and he was having a play and he was absolutely amazing and i went to lie on my side and you said don't go down too low because it might strike at you well, yeah, if you... if But that's what I mean. It was perfectly normal. It was perfectly reasonable and perfectly considerate advice. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Well, Coco's uh, going to strike at you one day. Don't you worry. But it won't matter then, will it? Why? It will happen. Yeah, it's just Coco. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But no, it, not, it was like literally an example of how normal, sensible, careful, considerate advice made me scared of something. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but it's not, no, it's not a bad way. No, it's I hate myself now. It's fine. You're so pretty. Hmm. <laughs> um, so weird when he compliments you. I know. It is. Well, Nine times out of ten, when a when a bull python strikes anyway, it's just going to smack you with its head. It's not actually going to bite you. I am at risk almost every single week getting bitten by Pudge because he's an absolute sweetheart, dope, as a royal mm. python is, until mm -hmm. feeding day. He is like, fucking... I've never had a royal python, and I've kept a few in the past year. I've never had one. 
who's as hangry as he is, which really? is ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, I have to feed him because I feed him every Sunday, which I, I know routines, some people, mm, it works for me. So we do it that way. So he gets fed every Sunday and I have to feed him around the morning yeah. because as soon like after lunchtime hits, he starts catching on and he knows he's going to get fed that day. It's not, it's not soft. So he'll like, throughout the afternoon, he'll gradually get further and further out of his hide. And then if I want to get him out at that point, like he literally strikes at the glass. If I move in front of the glass, he strikes at anything that moves. I have to cover him with a towel to pick him up to put him in his feeding tub. <laughs> but, oh my God. but if I catch him in the morning when he's still half asleep, fine. He's never actually bitten me, by the way. As soon as I grab him, I, you, you can smell the difference. He's never, ever actually struck me. Yeah. But now he's really hungry, which is ridiculous because he's a raw python. <laughs> he should not be like that. But then any other day of the week, absolute dope. You can like fling him around the room and he won't care. <laughs> <laughs> My latte is on a feed-in strike at the moment. Twat. Uh, it's boring. They're the worst. Bad, yeah. yeah. He's not losing any weight. He's just he's just doing what ball pythons do. And he's just not eating right now. But my other ball python I've just cyst feed, which is not not fun. Do you, do you want to swap? Do you want to have Pudge? Yeah. He does not hesitate every single week. Do you want to assist <laughs> feed, feed an angry ball python? Hmm. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Jackson. Yeah, so that that's every everyone's highs. Yeah. Ronnie Doodle, snakes, snake, yeah. and yes. Snake, snakeage. So what we're learning is our highs of the year weren't arachnid-related at all. Last question for this section is, do you have any New Year's resolutions as keepers? Like, do you have any plans for this year? I quite fancy getting an orb weaver. Oh, yeah. I guess so, Trigger. <laughs> I'll kick off then. You Actually often do, kick yeah. Off. yeah. <laughs> Shocker. I'll kick it off. Uh, little New Year's resolution that isn't trying to read is to read more books this year. I just thought I might add that in there. I'm going to try. Oh, nice. Yeah. And try and read a bit more. Okay, this is not, well, is this kind of a res- resolution? I want dart frogs. Ooh. And listeners, if you've been knocking around my instagram you'll know i've been asking loads of questions on my story that's that's gonna happen at some point this year maybe even next year but i'm gonna set up this year so at the very least i will have an enclosure ready this that's the plan that's where we're gonna go so you have a particular dark frog in mind Uh, you guys will probably fix my pronunciation dendrobates Tinctorious? Wait. Is that the yellow one or the orange one? I think it's either or. Hmm. Let me... Wait. Okay. Dendrobates Tinctorious. Yeah. Okay. I think I got that right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are the ones I want. Courtesy of Phil Barber. Thank you very much. And everyone else who's given me tons of advice. Another good point about the community is I've had so many conversations and so much advice from fantastic people on instagram yeah. when i've been asking about frogs and that was a commonly suggested species so i think 
that's what we'll go with. That's yeah. I mean, I I really don't know much about frogs at all, but that's that's a genus I've heard of quite frequently. I think. Mm. But yeah, again, I don't, yeah. I don't know much about frogs. No, I think they they are fantastic things. But my only experience of frogs is um, being very very excited to see them in the garden. Mm. 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 They're yeah. one of those animals that are incredibly exciting and like fun to find i, I see what you're saying mm. like oh my god a frog mm. Mm. yeah I like frogs i'd like I, you know i'd happily you know have a have a frog but i don't want to risk not looking after it well yeah you know, i don't know how yeah. capable i am of expand extending my knowledge to look after a third type of species if you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, Pac Man frogs pretty pretty straightforward. My fucking albino clawed frogs are a bunch of wankers though. From what I've heard, the dart frogs they're easy and difficult at the same time. I think they're genuinely easy to keep, mm. but particular. So you gotta get the husbandry right and then it's so the, easy. Yeah. So it's the the case of like when I got Pudge and Tango, I had the tank set up within like a week and bought them within the same week whereas the frogs i think it'll be a case of setting up the enclosure making sure everything's perfect and running for a good like good few weeks mm. and then adding them once everything is specific and correct yeah then you you sound but it's getting it there in the first place yeah yeah it's not one of those animals you can just pop in an enclosure is it yeah exactly Okay, well, that's exciting. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do when I go on holiday. <laughs> but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, when you come down to stay up here, Nez, we'll yeah. find out what you do. Mm. I'll just at my house forever. So when I go to France in September, Fiona, and I come to your doorstep with Pudge, Tango and Dart Frogs in tow. <laughs> mm. They might all disappear into my house forever. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'd happily look after them. Um, I don't really have a New Year's resolution, but I this year I'd like to focus more on advanced husbandry. So all of my animals are in completely appropriate, completely safe, great enclosures, right? But I want to focus on naturalistic, live planted, um, oh, yeah, that kind of thing. So, um, for example, I'd like to make, for example, my Copianius sala, the wandering spider, um, is due a house upgrade because literally every time that thing, it's like a theraphosostemia, that thing, every time it molts, it like doubles in size. So it's next enclosure. I want to make it, I want to put like a bromeliad in there. I want to make it like really forest floory. I want, I, I want it to look like you've taken a picture of the forest floor, if that makes sense. Yes. Hmm, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like that a sounds really fantastic. worthwhile project. Yeah, and it's it's going to take time um, and, and a lot of education on my part because I've tried live planting before and um, I can't seem to keep a plant alive inside an enclosure. So, you know, I've been like looking into like LED strips to help plants grow, but then I don't want that to affect the, the animal's vision. And the, so, uh, yeah, um, I'm sort of looking into that at the moment. I've been starting to do it with my snakes um, making them. Um, uh, none of them are live planted yet, but they are naturalistic in that the substrate is 
substrate-y. It's not like aspen or lignocell. Sure. Uh, and then there's like loads of like branches called back and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to do this year. That's going to be my project. I'm not looking to take on any more animals right now. Um, throughout the year, I might do like a couple of mantis maybe because um, I quite enjoy keeping them. They don't take up much room, do they, even when they're adults? I mean, I've got two adults at the moment and they're in Nanotall, Exoterras. So, um, yeah, that's what I want to do this year. Nice. Yeah, that's a really interesting little um, project. Yeah. So, having talked about, like, more serious things, I wanted to sort of descend now, down back down to the level that we used to <laughs> for question of the week. Okay. So, you okay? Yeah, you. You just look like you're dying. No, I'm a little bit inside every day. Okay. So this question is, first of all, for Leah. Okay. So, Leah, if Rich was a tarantula, what tarantula would he be and why? Curly hair. <laughs> why? Um, because curly hair is basic. <laughs> That basic <laughs> but it doesn't mean you love it any less oh she loves you even though you're basic no i think yeah. what i was trying to say was i couldn't possibly love it any less <laughs> i thought she was gonna say like but... it's like the staple of the hobby like everyone's gotta have one it's it's very <laughs> cute no basic rich you know, you know because you respect me um uh, as a as both a person and a keeper. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. If Fiona were a tarantula, what tarantula would she be and why? Don't go basic with this one. I wouldn't even dream of insulting you like that. It, 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 would, take, <laughs> it would take a literally the mind of the mind of a gutter snipe to uh... a gutter snipe. We're back in the Victorian era. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think you'd be a tarantula. Okay. I think you'd be a jumping spider. Because they've got more brains okay, than they're more intelligent than a tarantula. <laughs> they're cuter than a tarantula and they're fun to interact with. I love the reasoning. You are overestimating me. <laughs> I've met you before. No, you haven't. Have I? I live here. This is oh. the first time. Oh, that's um, really sweet. Thank you. That is. Yeah, that's how it's done, Leo. Prick. That has made me feel bad. Yeah, and the last question is Fiona, if Leah were a tarantula, what tarantula would she be? Fiona, if Leah were a tarantula, what tarantula would she be? It's something. What would a Virgo be as a tarantula? <laughs> I think, right, it's coming to me. I've got it. I've got it. She's got it. You'd be a Samopeus Reduncus. Oh. Here is my reasoning. And I know you don't like the Samopeus genus, but I have reasoning. Okay. So, absolutely stunning to look at. Gold carapace, orange tone, stripes on the legs. Super cute. Really pretty. It's the smallest Samopeus, so the adults are much smaller than, like, the Aminia, the Cambridge, or them. Uh, but if you piss that thing off, it's going to be like, back your shit up and be all <laughs> slapping the ground. 
Here are my fangs. Wiggle, wiggle. But mind their own business. But you 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 respect the summer pace, don't you? Mm. I love you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could have got it any more perfect. <laughs> Yay, Leah likes me more than you. Forever. If I'm going to tell Adam what you've just described me as, he will strongly agree. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so then I'm going to move us on to shitty keeping of the week, which is good. It is, I cannot believe that I haven't picked this yet. And it is going to literally like trigger everyone in different ways. And I've literally put a note next to it saying, I'm doing it, I'm going in. My shitty keeping of the week. And let me finish my sentence before everyone cancels me. What I hate is people that keep snakes in racks. I'm not talking about racks that are deep and enriched, right? Okay, we're not talking about big tubs. I'm talking about the racks that are literally a fucking drawer with a hide, a water bowl, if they're lucky, and paper towels. They make me so angry, so unbelievably angry. It is. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It is animal abuse. No animal should live in a tiny drawer with no enrichment their argument for this it, and it's it is oh it's always ball python breeders it's always ball python keepers and breeders right not all of them i there is a massive but getting so angry there is a massive amount of ball python breeders that breeders and keepers that realize that you cannot hoard ball pythons because they are big snakes and therefore don't go out and buy 50 ball pythons because you don't have space for 50 ball pythons in a normal house you might have room for one or two or if you're lucky and have a few extra bedrooms you might get like five or six seven eight whatever they're big snakes they do not deserve to live in a single drawer with paper towels that is not what their life is like in the wild and their argument is that ball pythons are not arboreal which they fucking are they live in termite mounds which are small which are not in the wild termite mounds can be like six six fucking foot high and wide rocks oh would anyone like to add anything I'm pretty certain has to be the case with any animal you keep. Is it the enclosure has to be longer and bigger than the actual fucking animal is? Exactly. Oh my god. Sorry, this is something that really like gets to me. Right, I see. All they can do is curl up in a drawer. And then they have the goal. These people have the goal to be like, oh my God, my bull python has such an amazing feeding response. That's because the only fucking thing it can do is respond to you putting food in its enclosure because there's nothing else for the cunt to do. <laughs> what we? Oh my Christ. Right, when I first got latte, I am so lucky to be surrounded by incredible keepers. You look bored. Are you bored? Am I going on? No, not at all. Okay. I'm, no, no, I'm no. really I'm, lucky. I'm just trying not to, to, I'm literally trying not to catch your eye in case you attack me. <laughs> I'd never let you be a rat keeper. I'd fucking kill you. I wouldn't even fucking. You would never. No. Um, I am. Um, when so... you first got into the hobby, you were lucky to be surrounded by amazing keepers, weren't you? Yeah, yes. I was. And keepers that i know would hold me to a standard 
And so um, my two closest friends in the hobby that keep a, a large amount of ball pythons, a large amount of them, they really did educate me on how to keep a ball python and keep it properly. Just because an animal is alive, shedding and eating and shitting does not mean that that animal is thriving. That just means it's alive. It just means it's alive. If I trapped you in a padded white cell, no phone, no internet connection, no social, um, you know, no socialization from the outside, nothing to enrich your brain, nothing at all, no pencil or paper, and I walk into that room with a ham sandwich, you're going to go fucking feral. That's the exact same premise with a rack, and there is absolutely nothing on earth you can ever tell me that racks are not animal abuse. And that's how I feel. And the, the justification that, well, I don't have enough room for 50 ball pythons. Don't have 50 ball pythons then. How about that? But no, it's all about collecting and not about the animal's welfare. That's all i got to say on it. Valid. <laughs> I, I feel like said. <laughs> maybe you should do like a round of applause or <laughs> I'm, so like the end of a I'm, I'm just backing away slowly i'm i'm literally just like yeah trying to make myself as small as possible so i don't get catch and catch your eye i've got friends right who have like had um ball pythons in quarantine tubs right which uh you should try to do with your reptiles which is where they're in a separate room away from your other mic animals for about two weeks if you can do this great not everyone has the room for it but quarantine tubs for like baby ball pythons massive things that have substrate they're enriching they have a water bowl if you can do that in a rub for oh christ i just fucking hate racks so much and i lose so much respect when i see someone using racks and defending them oh just imagine Anyway, that's all she's got to say about that. I literally feel like I, I, I just literally like there's nothing to say. I, yeah, that I was feel such, the same. And because the, there's nothing you can't disagree with any of it, and it was so passionate. Yeah, thank you. I do not think there's anything that can be said to make that any more pertinent and any more, you know, sensible. Okay. Yeah, you can't. You can't tell me you love your animal and put it in a drawer. You can't. You can. You can tell me that you feel a certain type of way but sometimes love takes sacrifice. And if you love those animals, you would not hoard them and you would not allow them to live in that state, period. I think that in, in reducing that down into a sentence, I think that's why I'm always very wary of people that say they've got a collection. Mm. You know, I, I think people do have mm. collections, but I, I don't like the word collection. I've got a coin collection. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, they're not a collection. They are literally pets loved ones they're like mm. you know you shouldn't have a collection of anything alive shitty keeping of the week Woo i mean boo. I can i just clarify that paul ferrari is definitely a wanker though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But just yeah. not yeah. no one is as shit as that no okay my keeper of the week and this is mine this week and this is someone that i have i don't interact with too much but i have a lot of respect for oh thank you no it's not you oh, fuck. i interact with you entirely too much <laughs> <laughs> this person um so three reasons always have to be a great keeper that's a given with keeping the, the other two is 
he breeds a lot of true spiders that you don't get commonly in the UK. And I think that is an incredible service to the hobby. First of all, because it gets um, more species out there, more education, everything like that, but it stops animals being taken from the wild. And I just think that's awesome. Um, and he breeds things I've never fucking heard of. And I look at them and it, it's just incredible. And then the, that ties into the third thing. He is so knowledgeable, but like on a scientific level. So not just like knowing about the animals and how you should care for them and things like this. He knows about them on a deep scientific level. And it's just, it's incredible. Like it's so cool to talk to him. I'm like, I am peanut brain. Please give me your knowledge bites, please. <laughs> so my keeper of the week is Jeremy from Jeremy's Wild World. <laughs> fantastic choice i'm still going <laughs> i had um heteropoda david actually both my heteropoda david bowies are from him and also my damon medius baby which i believe he bred himself also yeah nice yeah not fantastic. someone i've ever spoken to to be honest no, no he's fucking never. cool no so cool i've, I've like i've i've seen him spoken of reverentially Mm. But I've never spoken, never come, never I've come across him. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Um, but I've no, no, never, um, never communicated with him. It's it's funny because I'd spoken to him in bits and pieces before BTS, and then um, I was I was coming out before the queue went in. I was coming out at the main hall with J uh, Jaden, and so we went fee fee fee, and I was like hello, and it was this guy, and he was like I'm Jeremy, and I was like shut the fuck up. I was like, it's you. It's a real human person. It's very cool. Nice. I did the same that's with Leah. Amazing. I was like, you are real. Uh, Leah blanked me. She just walked off. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. I yeah. did. No, I blanked your friend. <laughs> she, if she ever listened to this, I am so sorry. I never even knew. <laughs> She's like you. She would just say, she would just go, no, I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Better fucking listen to the podcast. Right, I'm ending it there, guys, fellas, ladies, gals, champs. Uh, I'm going. Okay. Cheers. I never know how to end an episode. No, I know. So... I like that. I love that about the floundering of you. I... Well, should, we, should we say goodbye, though? Should we at least say goodbye to we everyone? We should say goodbye. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye. gonna pause there would you fuck all the way off with your little finger <laughs> i saw you doing oh. it in my peripheral <laughs> <laughs>